You're listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye. Falling like nine pins, crumbling like a house of cards. Ever heard of these idioms? Well, Delhi epitomized those today as Punjab defeated them by 31 runs. With me is Ayaz Memon like always. Ayaz, a collapse which summarizes Delhi season. Or would you say this has been an exceptional bowling effort from Punjab? Well, on the same page, if you go to see, uh, you know, shows that Prabh uh, Simran made 100. So, I mean, and, and even Delhi, 69 for no loss. 69 was the score when the first wicket fell. And then that it, 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 the collapse was inexplicable. Or the extent of the collapse. Yes, I mean, the pitch, there was a lot of turn for it. Sometimes some of the balls were turning square, especially from Rahul Chahar. Batting wasn't easy. But this was, uh, I mean, I, I think when they go back and look at the replays of some of these dismissals, uh, in the sheer meekness or the weak-heartedness of the Delhi batsmen will come through. And I think that is what will bother them. That, that is the most painful part of this defeat. Now, let me quickly give you a match recap. Punjab were put to bat first and they scored 167 runs. Prabh Simran Singh was the star scoring his maiden turn. And in response, Delhi were 169 for no loss as Ayaz mentioned, but then we witnessed a collapse. They ultimately could post only 136 for 8. Firstly, let us start with Punjab's batting. Now, we all knew that Prabh Simran is talented, but there was criticism of him not utilizing his talent. Just the 150 in 17 prior games and now a century. Ayaz, today we saw him taking his time, getting his eye in and shifting gears only after 31 deliveries. Do you think that worked? Of course that worked. I think also the fact that, you know, he's been, the, the more you play, the more experience you get and you learn from your mistakes. He's only 22. He's played for the India Under-19 team. He's obviously a very talented player. He's, also, he's a wicketkeeper batsman, as everybody knows. And he can he can strike the ball hard and he, he, he can score runs at a fair clip once he's got his eye in. So that, that for me was the biggest uh, understanding about Prabh Simran because... Once he had got his eye in, he looked a completely evil. He was a batsman transformed. And look at a match in which, you know, some of the major batters, apart, apart from David Warner, who got a half century, nobody else really made such an impact. For him to get a hundred on this pitch, uh, where other batsmen struggle, is really, really creditable. Now, there were a few questionable calls, firstly from Punjab. They sent Sam Curran ahead of Sikandar Raza and Shahrukh Khan. Ayaz, of course, Sam is the most expensive player. But he hasn't been doing much with the ball. Do you think Punjab are getting a bit too desperate in trying to get the most out of him? <laughs> yeah, I think they're putting a lot more onus on him saying, come on, you know, you must deliver because you're amongst the leading all-rounders in the world. Uh, yeah, look, I think the you know they obviously want him to deliver and therefore uh, he's not had a great tournament, let's, let's be honest. Uh, and the more opportunities they feel, or he, maybe he also feels that he gets to be in the park, in the middle, the better for him and for the team. It didn't cost the team too much, but he struggled for his 20 runs, much like most of the batsmen did. He's not had a great time with the ball either. So it's been a below-par performance by Sam Curran throughout the tournament, and this match was no different. Though when you look back in the context of the whole, the entire match, the 20 runs that he scored were was, was not completely insignificant. At least there was some, some contribution uh, apart from Prabh Simran. Now for Delhi, Ishan Sharma was perhaps among the few saving graces. Ayaz, he is 34 now, we all know that. Where does Ishant go from here? Can he still dream of making a white ball comeback for India? 
or just concentrate on the Indian T20 league and the domestic cricket circuit? Well, as they say in cricket, or you know, as the cliche goes, never say never. So whether he can never play for for India in white ball or red ball cricket, who's to know? Red ball cricket, and both in both cases, uh, frankly, the situations got very very tough for anybody to make a break, you know, break into the team now. Uh, there are lots of players around, fast bowlers, Mohammad Shami, Mohammad Siraj, Arshdeep Singh on the sidelines. uh waiting to get a get a break in or look in uh, umesh yadav is still there shardul thakur is there so it's not easy uh but ishan sharma every time he's got the ball he's proved his worth in this tournament just when everybody is writing him off he's actually emerged emerged as amongst the better bowlers that uh, delhi have had this year except they've had such a rotten run right through that whatever good work he's done will be swiftly forgotten as they look for changes and solutions for the next season The only other saving grace for Delhi was their skipper David Warner. Now he had scored four half centuries previously, but today this 27 ball 54 run knock marked the return of the old demolisher that Warner is. Ayaz, what do you think worked differently for him today? He batted more freely, no? Yes, he did, and I think I think I think he sensed somewhere that this pitch is going to get far more difficult as you you know bat along. So he made the most of it while the ball was still a little hard. and uh, you know the it was not gripping and stopping on the pitch as much as it started doing later uh, but a half century of just 20 odd balls is always a terrific knock david warner is that kind of a batsman his record in the india t20 league is outstanding as we know over the years uh, this has not been one of his best years he's made a lot of runs perhaps the most you know easily the most runs for his for his uh, team but he's not had a great time as a captain and certainly not as a match winning batsman so he's not going to take back too many happy memories from the from this tournament but this was a half century which showed warner's warner in his true colors and at least for those who are warner fans will say at least kahin na kahin paisa vasool hua paisa definitely vasool hua and punjab will definitely say that harpreet brar and rahul chahar they also delivered paisa vasool performances 69 for no loss we keep on repeating this we can't put enough emphasis on this because what followed was six wickets in just 19 runs i asked the spinners bowled brilliantly but would you also say that it was pretty hopeless spin batting on delhi's part certainly i think you know when the ball is turning so much either you are very you know your judgment of line and length has to be excellent and your footwork has to be you know you have to be so nimble on your feet by that i don't mean you have to dance down the wicket and start playing spinners that's one option and none of the batsmen showed that that ability here maybe that would have helped they tried to play these spinners from the crease standing you know from virtually in stance position that doesn't help too much when the ball is doing you know turning so much and is gripping sometimes sometimes the ball is keeping so low so yeah i mean the hardship quotient for batsmen was obviously very high but that's where skill comes in and that's where determination comes in and grit comes in and i'm afraid but you know the delhi batsmen barring one or showed none of these these attributes which are so necessary to to succeed on a pitch like this now i want to ask about another questionable call this time by delhi manish pande came in as an impact player ahead of the likes of lalit yadav and ripple ripple patel but mind you he came in at number 6 whereas he usually bats at number 3 or number 4 Yes, 
this decision simply did not make sense yeah i mean very little made sense isn't it i mean the, the way manish has been throughout the season i think there was a little confusion or lots of confusion whether in the mind of the team management or his own mind if he comes up higher up in the order is he supposed to play the fulcrum or the bulwark and let the slow players around him make you know kind of uh, keep up the strike rate or increase the strike rate or should he be doing that and you know he's in the, not in this match uh, certainly but in other matches that he's played he seems to have been caught in two minds in this match of course he got a blob and uh, he, he was very unimpressive I, I, sometimes you can make out from the body language of players just how comfortable they are uh, mentally when you for for a challenge that they are supposed to take head on and i don't think from the time he walked out manish pandey looked that he was mentally Uh, in the in the right frame of mind to take up uh, you know the the challenge of trying to lead the time to uh, his team to victory i mean he was a pivotal player and after his dismissal it just added one more nail and a very massive nail into their coffin a win in delhi keeps punjab in the hunt but in terms of the playoff race ayaz we can definitely say that delhi bahut dur hai may i request you to put on your suit sayers cap can they make it to the playoff well delhi can't i don't think delhi i mean at best they can finish with 14 points and that may not be good enough because there are teams which all i mean gujarat for instance is already there and so is chennai and you know lucknow pushing the you know pushing the the threshold they have also expanded but but, but in terms of punjab punjab yes punjab have a chance punjab need to up their run rate uh, net run rate you know just to make sure uh, because if they win both their remaining matches they will get the points but they still need the net run rate to go up because you know i'm assuming for instance if one assumes that gujarat and, uh, and chennai are the you know are, are, are the two qualifiers that we can talk of with some certainty right now too then there are still two teams remaining and there are to to be to be in the playoffs and there are four teams which are vying for that place Uh, or maybe five teams actually there's there's bangalore there's rajasthan there's punjab there's kolkata so i mean there there is a and mumbai so it's it's going to be tough for even for punjab unless they can win ma- both the matches get all the points and also improve their net run rate which which currently seems to be uh, you know wallowing in the lower ends right now now as you mentioned rajasthan and bangalore of course in tomorrow's first game we will be seeing those two teams take on each other Rajasthan they might be the favorites but with their backs to the wall after two consecutive defeats never count Bangalore out where is this one going yeah this is going to be a tough one for both teams and the match is being played at Jaipur but as we've seen this season playing at home has not necessarily been a big advantage for Rajasthan they've lost matches at home Bangalore have been uh, you know a very enigmatic team this season they when they've been when they've looked when they've been good they've been they've looked absolutely fantastic but that hasn't been consistently so at times they looked you know just so shallow in and especially in terms of bowling and also batting batting apart from faf duplessis and virat kohli and to an extent uh, glen maxwell nobody else seems to have scored runs so if two of these three top guns don't make runs i don't mean you know one is not good enough if two of the three don't make runs then they struggle and after mohammad siraj seems to have kind of you know plateaued off as a wicket taking bowler that's that's troubling them is also leaking a lot of runs so they will depend a lot on i think banindu hasaranga in in jaipur on that kind of a pitch to try and get wickets because the expectation is that rajasthan will prepare a pitch which will help their spinners so if it helps their spinners your spinner should also make some take some help from it now will the top guns produce had it been a film 
we would have said yes because Tom Cruise is playing in it. But this is, of course, a game of cricket. <laughs> so we can't say. We'll have to wait till tomorrow. And like always, Ayaz will be with us tomorrow. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. We'll catch up tomorrow. Bye-bye. That was today's episode of the T20 Podcast with Ayaz Meman in association with Lloyd. Khayal Jo Ghar Ko Ghar Banai. This is a Quint original podcast executive produced by Shali Walia and Ritu Kapoor. This episode was hosted by Shuvaditya Bose, produced and edited by Pratik Lidhu and Anjali Palor. And a special thanks to our guest Ayaz Meman. Stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app. You were listening to the Quint's podcast.